Podcasting from the Sportique Studios, where the mere thought of Philip Rivers as a Denver Bronco has got us ovulating. This is the South Stands Denver Fancast. I'm Colin Daniels without producer Scott Stafford, but with aspiring sports broadcaster and Woody Page's one-time personal assistant, Destiny Rose. And your host, John Reedy. Oh. Yay! Uh, I told you she's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 told you. Make, making everyone clap for me, Colin. It's embarrassing. But I'll take it. I, I think it's fantastic. Look, well, Destiny has learned the value of great production. That's right. Well, she she's she's worked for some greats in this town, so we know that she's uh, you know she's she understands how, how it goes. So, but uh, welcome to the show, everybody. It's the South Stands Denver Fancast. We're back for another one. We tried to get back to you last night, but it didn't quite work. But uh, we're back now. And and Destiny, thanks for joining us again. You were a sport to come by to last night when nothing worked in the computer, and you're a sport to come back tonight. Uh, how are you doing this evening? Good, good. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Ready. She she has uh, compared to us on the on the uh, the waveform, Colin. It's quite a difference. <laughs> but that's uh, because we're 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 uh, we're pretty loud, so you know. But just yeah, just try to get close to that thing, and we'll we'll uh, we'll be able to hear you. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good to have you. I want to I want to talk to you about your your foyer into um, into working with uh, Woody Page. I, I think that's fa- fascinating. We're big Woody Page fans, Colin. I think that's that's understood that uh, that we really like Woody. I think he's a he's a, a he's staple. A, he's a blast from the past. He is, and he but you know but he's awesome. Um, I think we kind of talked about this last night, and then like some people don't like him, and I never I, I think maybe you get to that point where like, you know, I think remember when I first became aware of him, he's a little much and you're kind of like, ah, it's, he's kind of a little over the top, but I really grew to appreciate him and, and what he does and his sense of humor. I think it was around the horn that did it for me though, because I start when it first started and I was watching all the time and I kind of got him from that. So did you, did you have any expectations when you started working for him that maybe changed once you, once you did? Um, no, I, you know, I enjoyed watching him on Around the Horn too. I, uh, been a huge fan of it ever since, you know, I was in, I think it was 2005 when I really got into a, um, or not, was it 2005, 2006 around there? Was. It's been about like 12, 13 years since they started it. So, um, that's when I got into it and that was when I started watching him. So I grew up watching him and, you know, he was a, I'm a big fan of him. So, you know, getting to meet him and getting a, to be around him for, you know, those two years, um, he was everything I thought he'd be and more, you know, he was, he's really respectable and knowledgeable guy. And I just, I love being around him and learning everything and, I could. And didn't you find it strange when he made the transition from the Denver post to the Gazette Telegraph? Yeah, that that's kind of weird to me. I know, you know, the Denver post is kind of um, shrinking in the sense that, you know, newspapers not as big as it used to be, but I think he still films around the horn there. So I think it was a weird mood for him to, you know, go to the Gazette. And I don't know the backstory behind that. You know, I stopped, we stopped uh, doing, the sports show right around when he got that job. So I don't know the backstory behind it. And so you worked on this, the sports show, which I know there were, uh, there were really high hopes for that show. Uh, I don't know how well it ever did, but it was basically streamed on the internet there at denverpost.com and uh, not, wasn't on the radio. Mm-hmm. It was just, if you were at your desk at work, you can run this show in the, in the background and it was co-hosted by, what was that old fellow's name? Les Shapiro. Oh. I, I was oh. I, I was gonna say now 
as as much as we have we have issues with with old Les, Les is still good at what he does. He's still very knowledgeable. Um, he's just mean. He's, yeah, he's just a mean old mean SOB. crusty old man. Uh, <laughs> he, he's very knowledgeable about baseball, and maybe baseball nerds will say he isn't. But I've always enjoyed listening to baseball, so I will say something good about Les, and that he he is knowledgeable and he knows his shit. Oh, and he's got a great voice on the radio. I like I like listening to him. Sil- a little bit. Silky silky tones, absolutely. <laughs> my my problems with him go back to Tebow, and it never changed. Like. He doesn't forgive. He does he, not forgive and forget. He does not. He hated Tebow. He still hates us. Does he? Yeah. Oh yeah. That was a huge topic on Tebow? the sports show. Or, actually, or, or because, hating him. <laughs> no, Tim Tebow actually, because you know he never wanted to give him a chance, and Woody was all for forgiving him, and they would just go at it all day over Tim Tebow. And now, was the, that an act, or did he, he honestly hate Tebow? Because I was led to believe at one point that. He was getting he was getting uh, segments on like national things just to talk shit about Tebow, and and just because they knew he was so anti Tebow, and I thought, is this like a like a Skip Bayless thing where you just <laughs> you know he's full of shit, but he's he's going to he's going to ride this opinion into the ground? Do you think he really hated Tebow, or do you think he was it became a bit at some point? Uh, no, I think he really hated okay, him. Right. I mean, to want to talk about him so much and like, you know, how much you really do not like the dude. I'm pretty sure he really didn't like the dude. And in that sense, isn't it a love hate relationship? You love, you love <laughs> to hate it. Tim yeah, Tebow. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, I, I just, I always think about that because like, there's plenty of people that I, you know, sports figures that I quote, I'm doing air quotes that I quote, hate, you know, oh, I hate that guy. Um, it, it's it, but then you kind of go, but they still respect the guy. And even if you thought Tebow sucked and he, you know, you still had to kind of respect his, his gumption as it were, which brings up the next topic, hating sports figures. A lot of people hate Philip rivers, Colin. A lot of people hate Philip rivers. I hate Philip Destiny, rivers. Do you hate Philip? I hate Philip rivers. Okay. <laughs> well, what if Philip rivers was announced as the, uh, the new quarterback of the Denver Broncos tomorrow? I'd probably go and buy a Trevor Simeon jersey. Oh my lord, that is, that is bold. <laughs> I, here's the thing, and we're messing with our with our buddy Captain Bronco about this because he lives out in San Diego, so he has to live in Philip Rivers land, and uh, he's very upset that he thinks this is a possibility. And I told somebody, I said, it's a possibility. It's not like it's not like it's going to happen. It's like it's out there. It could possibly happen. Um, probably won't. But if it did. You'd have to change your mind on Philip Rivers. You have oh, to be. Oh, I don't know about that. Okay, yeah, okay, I don't okay. Know about that. okay. He'd have to earn his respect from Bronco. Fine, fans. I, I understand. I mean, that. I felt I felt less and less positively about Peyton Manning the entire time he was here. It's a true story. I liked Manning more as the quarterback of the Colts than I did as the quarterback of the Broncos. So I, I, I am no. capable of not being wild about the quarterback of the Broncos. I, I hear you, and that's fine. And I think that while it's going to take is for for Rivers to um, the guy look, can play, but he fucking chokes all the time. Yeah. Nobody chokes a game away like that guy. Yeah, does. but does he choke? Not even Cutler. does he choke because he's played on the Chargers his whole career, or does he does he choke because he's a bad? Quarterback? A lot of those, and I think Destiny would agree with me. A lot of those late game picks are all on him. Okay, that's fine. But that's when he's in a position to lose. If he's in a position to win and just keep the keep it rolling, which he would on this Broncos team, don't you think that would probably work a little better instead of him being forced to try to win the game all the time? They lost so many games oh, this I think year. He would, be, he would be a top 12 minimum NFL quarterback, and what we have right now is hopefully a top 25 oh, quarterback. God, maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I think that you guys would um, I think that you'd probably put aside some of your past uh, your past, um, you know, anger towards Phil and, um, you know, just maybe maybe get on board with him. 
I agree. I mean, he's been on the same team for what thirteen seasons, something like Easily, that. Easily, I think. Jeez, I think it's been, been forever. 13. Well, and maybe, maybe his influence <clears throat> could affect the Horn Dog Vance Joseph. <laughs> get him to maybe settle down a little bit. Well, that's a whole other topic. I think we should we should get into that. I think that. that's a topic deserving of a good block of time. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that in the we're we're just warming up now cuz we just had to, we had our false start last night, so we had to um hey, that's a football term, false start. So, hey! just so you know, we're doing hey! So, we wow. we break these into four quarters like football. Do you see how that works? Wow. So, yeah, yeah. First half, second Sports! half. Sports. And I we know. also we promise our listener and Destiny, I think this is a rule you should remember moving forward. Ten percent sports, at least, at least ten percent sports. It, it now this is the whole thing. Philip Rivers, there's all these guys. They say it all the time. They go, "I hate that guy," but if he was on my team, I think he'd be great. See, to me, he's an "I hate that guy," but he was on. If he were on my team, I would still think he was a piece of shit guy. Okay, I mean, he's just there's something about his the look on his face, the, yeah. the mannerisms. <laughs> that's what it is. That's what his crybaby Philip Rivers yeah. face that you oh. can just picture right now. Don't you want that type of champion attitude? I want to win. Don't you want that on the Denver Broncos? I mean, I suppose if we had grown up with Philip Rivers as our guy, if he had been here for twelve or thirteen years, I could see embracing him. I would have a hard time with it. Uh, that said. If the Broncos were to sign Philip Rivers or Tony Romo yeah. or anybody else, it would say to me and the fan base and the media and everybody else that they're it's Super Bowl or bust for real. And with if they plan to go into the season with either of those two dudes, I'm not so sure. If they went into the season with the two guys they already have, would you just write it off and go, ah, it's going to be another 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 it's going to be another flame out like this year? Same O line. No, no, we're gonna we're, we're gonna improve. <laughs> that. I think anybody can play with a good O line. I mean, That's not necessarily. Point. I mean, Dak Prescott just came into the league with an amazing O line and Ezekiel Elliott as his running back. You know, so they were able to play really well because of their offensive line. Like we True. would kill for that here in Denver. I mean, Trevor Simeon, I don't think is the worst quarterback in the league. A lot of people feel you know a certain way about him. I just think if he had a lot more protection, which yes, he does take you know a little bit longer to release the ball, but if he had the protection, he would be a lot better. Than he is, you know. Well, and what it, what makes me sad is knowing what went into building that Dallas offensive line, and it's years, it's years and oh, years yeah. of draft picks. Um, I heard one of the national broadcasters actually list off uh, key parts of that offensive line and when they were drafted and in what round, and it, it took a, you know three or four years to put that together. I went with Trevor Simeon. I went from. I'm going to give him a chance to he's awful to now. Nah, I think it's just the offensive line to I know nah, I think he's awful. And I kept, I kept <laughs> going back and forth all season. And I did keep coming back to the fact that he was essentially a rookie because he didn't really play at all before. Exactly. Right. He didn't play. He didn't play when, when Manning was here. Um, Osweiler barely played. So, um, I, I keep coming back to the fact that he's working because he does stuff that is just mind boggling dumb. Like he does dumb stuff or yeah. they'll, you know, and it's easy to second guess it. They'll show like a picture and they'll be like, Hey, there's, there's Demarius Thomas going like this wide open at 30, 30 yards down the field. And he just doesn't look there. And I think, is that, is that a rookie thing? Or is that, is it an inexperienced thing? It, it, you're nervous. I mean, sure. it, that's a check down thing. And, and in that respect, I think his upside is Alex Smith. Alex Smith is a guy who's, always been like that very quick to to dump the ball off and he's managed to you know have a pretty pretty healthy career but sure but I, I also think the Chiefs upside has been limited this entire time by Alex Smith and I think Alex Smith is 
the best case scenario for Trevor Simeon, which makes you, you know, so that begs the question, what is Paxton Lynch all about? And I, for the life of me, don't know. And I don't think anybody seems to know, but I know this. I have been told he's never on time for anything and that he thinks he's the cat's meow. And, and wow, that, after that, this season, after not playing the last game, you think he still thinks that? He thinks he's a first-round draft pick who has the future laid out before him. I mean, if you look at what the Broncos have essentially done, they've built a coaching staff around the idea of being able to develop and advance somebody like Paxton Lynch. And um, I, I think that he and the Broncos both see him as their future, but I think he, I think he might take it for granted, and I think he might not be very smart. Uh, Simeon throws a nice ball, though. Like when he when he lets it go, it's very nice. And that's where you're saying you're saying Alex Smith. Alex Smith can't throw the ball like that. Alex Smith can't air it out like that. But Simeon can. So I come back to the thing like, well, maybe he's not terrible. Well, he's terrible. Well, maybe he's not terrible. Um, but I haven't seen enough of Lynch to know, and I don't know if he's going to be able to um, get his head out of his ass. So I have no idea. Now, obviously, they make those offensive line improvements and maybe if the coaches are custom tailoring it did you see anything in the what do you start one game and then maybe played another half like this year i think started one game in atlanta i think he started two okay he well, started two did you see anything in the in, in him that you thought oh this guy could maybe be good if he got a little more little more Paxton time Lynch? yeah um i mean the impression I got of him was that he doesn't really know the playbook that well. So, sure. I mean, it kind of seems like he doesn't really know where people should be and where he's going to go. You know, I mean, you should always have that in your mind if you know the playbook and kind of how it should go. But, you know, that goes back to him not ever playing and him not even playing the last game of the season where we were blowing out the Raiders. So that's questionable, too. Like, why, you know, why didn't he get the time that he we thought he would get? Well, I think that's a whole other story that I think centers many layers centers, <laughs> that centers around why uh, why Gary Kubiak is no longer no and longer with why us. we've got a, a virtual rapist as a head coach. Now, <laughs> Colin, it's not we're, we're going to talk about this now. You're going to upset the CU listeners because they don't like it when their precious CU is being uh, um, you know, is being dragged through the mud. So we got to, you know. Although dragged through the mud versus sued for $2.9 million in a Title IX suit, far preferable. I Listen, you have to separate sometimes. I know it's, it's gross, and you hear that and you go, oh, that's really gross. You have to separate that. And I know people like will, people will, you know, rant and rave about this, but you do have to separate that from your sports enjoyment because if you, if you, pay too much attention to who these people are, it will ruin it for you. And you'll be like, I can't watch football anymore because, you know, so-and-so. and They're, they're all beating scum- their wives. Yeah, they're and- such scumbags, you yeah. know. So it's it's almost like, you know, it, it's it's like a – it's like an actor. If you like got into their personal life, They're your favorite actor and your favorite movies, and and you found out the guy was just like a a wife beating scumbag, it would really it would really ruin it for you. And and maybe it should, but it just if you want it as entertainment, there's there's times to discuss that type of thing, and there's times to just put it aside. That's a really good philosophical take on it. That that's excellent, and and I brought that up so we could we could tease that into your uh, Vance Joseph discussion later because we got to take a break. We're in the we're in the first uh, end of the first quarter already. That's 15 minutes. If you didn't know. Wow. Yeah. And no computer failure. Absolutely. It's, so far. It's, still, it's, it's trucking along good. So <laughs> so uh, I'd knock on wood, but I don't want to mess it up here. I'll knock on wood real slightly. So uh, good stuff. We're cruising through. We got it. We got See, it's great that we can get. Um, did you kill my mic already? 
Oh, you. Oh, okay. Um, we still got Broncos to uh, to talk about, even though there's nothing going on. But we got other stuff too. I want I want to talk some abs. I want to talk fans. I want to talk out of state fans. We we talked about this last night a little bit. I want to bring that up real soon. So maybe we can do that in the second quarter. Right about now. This is the Scott thing. This is not my Scott thing. Scott usually takes care of all this for us. I'm doing my best. The Rosedale Tavern at the edge of Platte Park at the intersection of Evans and Downing offers a curated whiskey selection, craft beer, classic cocktails, and elevated tavern fare featuring oysters, wings, and specialty burgers. The Rosedale is open daily and offers happy hour every day from 3 to 6. That includes $1 oysters along with weekend brunch on Saturday and Sunday. Please pop by. Treat yourself. Treat a friend. Let them know that the South Stand sent you. Our Broncos fans relieved to learn that Vance Joseph actually has more experience than we thought. Has John Elway handed his new his new head coach the keys to everything but the steam room? Was Vance Johnson Vance Joseph Vance Johnson was Vance Joseph simply carrying on Peyton Manning's proud tradition of putting his wiener on females? Did Joseph operate under virtually every title in college coaching except nine? <laughs> if he's a leader of men, what is he to women? Has John Elway been jumping on former Raiders assistants like he's been jumping on former Raiders cheerleaders? Are the page <laughs> After the Patriots eliminate the Steelers this Sunday, will the best post-game coverage be from CBS, NFL Network, or Antonio Brown's Facebook page? Was Kansas City's bend-but-not-break defense inspired by the seats their fat fans sit in at Arrowhead? Are Chiefs fans a lot like the team they love? In that six good kicks makes them go away. Are Cowboys fans fine with their season being over since the Blackhawks are still playing and the Red Sox will be starting soon? Will the Chargers' temporary home, the 30,000-seat StubHub Center, provide a more intimate setting for their security guards to jack off in? If the that real? Yeah, that was real. Uh. Yeah. If the Chargers secu- is the Chargers' security contract with Wackenhut? You have questions. We have answers. SouthStandsDenver.com, Colorado's finest internet sports talk since 1971. Mutiny information. <laughs> of course I'm ready. Ready's all over me. Mutiny Information Cafe at Broadway and Ellsworth is Colorado's most unique gift shop and coffee shop, CD shop, record shop. Vintage stuff shop. 
you can get comic books there. You can have a nice latte. Wonderful place, wonderful people. Mutiny Information Cafe right there on Broadway. When I was a little bitty boy, my grandmother bought me a cute little toy. Silver bells hanging on a string. She told me it was my ding-a-ling-a-ling, oh, my ding-a-ling, my ding-a-ling, I'm this, uh, with my ding-a-ling. Doesn't Nelson and the Simpsons come out and sing this one time? I don't know. I think he does. Somebody it's, sings it's it on been, the Simpsons. It's definitely been, yeah, that, that makes sense. It's been, it's been, um, covered a lot. Of like, he starts singing, it's like a talent show, and then, um, and then, like, Principal Skinner's like, oh no, no, and freaking out. I don't remember which one it was. Which but. is, you know, it's kind of crazy because this this song is from Principal Skinner's ideal era. You know, it's like 1956 or 58, sometime like Early that. Early 60s, and yeah. And then they, nobody nobody cared. Hmm. Go Chuck Berry. Oh, that's Chuck Berry. Yeah. Oh, well, he was a pervert. <laughs> he was a total pervert. They all were, man. Yeah. Wasn't Chuck Berry the one who was like had like cameras in his bathrooms? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Chuck Berry had cameras in his bathrooms. The other guy was dating his cousin or several of them. Jerry, Jerry Lee Lewis. Lewis married his cousin. Yeah. Mary- yeah. So, um, uh, do you know any of these people we're talking about? Simpler times. Not at all. Though. <laughs> <laughs> you never heard of Chuck Berry? No. Yeah, wow. You, you've probably so. heard him. But you've heard Maybe him before. I, famous. Yeah, yeah. Famous stuff. Uh, 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 Jerry Lee Lewis. Great balls of fire. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. It's a old famous song. <laughs> that would have been um, another good one to play. Bunch of right here, the uh, theme. That's right, yeah. In the, in the Coach Vance Joseph theme. Just a bunch of old perverts that that you know you don't need to be concerned with. So um yeah, they they're all they're all weirdos. I think those guys are weirdos. And I always thought like, do you really have to do that? You have to put cameras. I mean, maybe maybe he was doing that, you know, before the he was doing that for the internet age, and it's just like now it's like you know, you can go. And people will people will pay you to have you film them go to the bathroom. You don't need you don't need to do it secretly and get in trouble for it. You know what I mean? It's like, what's the point? Right. Good. Why Just, get in trouble for it? There's got to be a Japanese website. Yeah. So <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Um, speaking of peeing themselves, um, the fans that come to town, the fans in town here, the transplants. Now you're a native, correct? Correct. So um, Colin is a native, Colorado. I am not. Um, and it was interesting because we were talking to you last night about the Chicago Bulls, your favorite basketball team, which is which is odd because being a native, you know, the Chicago Bulls. But I understand Michael Jordan, all that stuff. It's it's great. Um, I'm from Illinois. Scott, who was here last night, is from Illinois originally. I've been here for 35 years. Um, but um, we have a ton of fans from other places. They either live here or they come here and they they fill up our stadiums, except for the Broncos. And they they basically root their team on. It's like a home game. And I was talking about last night, um, the night before, when the Blackhawks were in town. It that was, was about as bad an example of what you're talking it about. It was the worst example I've ever seen. Now, I've been to Coors Field when there's lots of Cubs fans. There's lots of, um, I don't know. Like, Dodgers fans. Dodgers fans. Um, there'd be like like the like the uh, the Brewers had a lot of fans for some reason. Oh, the reason. Cardinals might be the worst Cardinals of all. Cardinals had a lot of fans too. Cubs. No, the Cubs are the worst. The Cubs are the worst. And I've been to games like that when it's been pretty, you know, pretty evenly, evenly mixed. But that Avalanche game, from what I saw, looked like it was all Blackhawks fans. And when, when uh, one of the Avs guys knocked down Patrick Kane, like put him on his ass, Everybody stood up and was like freaking out and yelling at the refs. And there was it was like it was like it happened in Chicago. It was so bizarre. And I'm just curious because we were talking about this a little bit. 
what is it? Is it just because these teams are bad? Now, I don't think back in the 90s it was like it was not like that. The Blackhawks were terrible back in the 90s, so that's one thing. But, you know, was the Red Wings, the Red Wings were hot then. Did they have that many Red Wings fans? Is it because the teams are bad? So we were talking about the Nuggets. Nuggets play the Lakers. You're going to have majority Lakers fans in there uh, clogging the place up, clogging it up like a toilet. I don't know about majority. All right, say but Warriors. The, 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 Warriors. Decent, what, name, a, name a team. Decent. I, you're not. You're not. I will give Nuggets fans this. It it's never m- more than fifty fifty on the other teams. Side. Okay, that's cool. Um, there are a lot of fans for whatever other team is in town. Believe me, especially the Spurs. I don't know why. Some some reasons the Spurs draw heavily to Pepsi Center. Good team. But even then, at least I tell myself. Maybe I'm wrong, but I tell myself that it's more than fifty percent Nuggets fans, and that's not always the case necessarily. At Coors Field, but it feels like it is at Pepsi Center. Why do you I think, hope so? Why do you think that is? And and is it is it just a question of a team being crappy and maybe being if they're good, it'll change? Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with them not being that good. I mean, when you know George Carl was around and Nugget, or I'm um, sorry, Carmelo Anthony was around, they were able to sell tickets. Now it's like, oh my God, they can't sell anything, so they're giving them away for free to sure. all the radio stations or I mean they give away a lot of free tickets I, yeah, I, every night like it's crazy you know what I'm saying so I don't know I think it's just because they're bad I think that's literally all it has to do with same with the Rockies so what same is with it? the Avs well, well now, now with the Rockies though it doesn't happen with the Broncos though. it does not happen with the Broncos and I wanted, to, I wanted to lead into that with the Rockies and we've discussed this many times it's summertime it's outside people are are coming here for vacation. They're like, hey, you know, we might as well. Hey, we're from St. Louis. We might as well go when the Cardinals are and playing. Coors right? Field is a nice yeah. resort. Cool. Is Coors Field is like a resort, and it's beautiful out. You can go in shorts and flip flops, and you uh, can go to the bar at the same y- time. Absolutely, you can you can get those special toilet seats that they have in the club level. You don't have to get up. You can just sit there the whole game. Mm-hmm. It's yep. it's it's gross, but it's it's very convenient. Um, so. That's the one thing for that, but the Broncos don't have that problem. Now, obviously, the Broncos have been around a lot longer, but is it because they've been around forever and they're the, they're the gold standard, or is it is it just because um, just because kind of the you know the the culture surrounding the team? What do you guys think? Well, I think that was Pat Bowlin's worst nightmare, um, and and I, our good friend uh, Reno Notaro has discussed that right here on the podcast before. That Bowlin's feeling was that. If they began to see attendance slip at all, it was caused for a call to action. So where Cronky Sports Enterprises is comfortable with the money they're making and they yeah, don't really exactly seem to it. give a shit whether people are sitting there or not. If they did, they'd lower the fucking ticket prices. I was sitting in a seat the other day. It was $150 was the fucking face value on a ticket that I would not have in a million years paid $60 for. No fucking way. And you know how I got there? I walked right the fuck down because there wasn't anybody sitting in it because they're not selling them at that price. And mini donuts are 8 bucks whether I paid $40 for my ticket or $150. So Cronkies don't care. Bolin cares. And he always has. And I, I believe that's an obsession of that organization. They're not willing to let attendance dip. Yep. You'd, you'd think though that part of the part of the the atmosphere, and I just think about I think about the Blackhawks. Just on, it's just on my mind. That, You're always thinking about Blackhawks. <laughs> I am, and because because they're successful, they've been successful. They won three Stanley Cups in the last couple of years. Um, they 
they pack that place in Chicago, and it is a, it is a scene because that's what people want to go do. They want to go see the Blackhawks play. Um, now it wasn't always like that, and they were probably when they were terrible. You know, if, if you you know ten years ago, it wasn't like that. But you would want to get a culture and an atmosphere where people are are even if they suck, people are there even to boo, yell, get you know get into it. You want that type of atmosphere because that just that just breeds more people wanting to go and be a part of it. That's why the Broncos are successful because we we've had that environment and that atmosphere in those in the two stadiums for so long that everyone knows you go to a Bronco game and you get rowdy and you yell and it's the thing to do. Now granted, it's not as many games and the Avalanche play tons and tons and nuggets play tons and tons um but well, you also know you're probably going to a game that matters in the, with the broncos yeah yeah absolutely whereas i went to see uh, i went to see the abs play vancouver right after thanksgiving that game doesn't matter for anyone didn't matter for the two teams didn't matter for everyone sitting there so it's it is kind of hard to, to to get excited for it but i just don't know why it wouldn't be the owner's uh, in their best interest to fill the place, to get as many people in there as possible. Obviously, they got tons of Blackhawk fans in there the other night, but why don't they want to get, why don't they want to rate, I'm, I'm, I'm saying these things and, I, and I'm already answering in my head. They don't want to, they don't want to rate lower ticket prices because they want to make more money. Money is their, is their main oh, I believe they would make more money by lowering ticket prices. Yeah, 100%. Get, get families in there, man. I can't take, can you and four other family members go to a game? Yeah, no, not for $140 each for, I mean, average oh, it's ridiculous. seats. And, average seats. And on average, if adults are having a beer, you have to average it out $24 a person for concessions. Oh, it's ridiculous. So that's about right, right? So even if they let you in, the, they just let you walk right in, you're going to spend money. I know it's like kind of not the same thing, but like that's how it is with comedy works. You know, if they don't fill the whole place, they know if they at least get you in the door, you're going to buy alcohol. There's, yep. I mean, there's a two item limit, but still you're going to drink, you're going to eat, you're going to have a good time. You're there to spend money and have fun, even though you don't have to pay that much for a ticket. You know what I'm saying? So if they could get you in the door, you're going to buy their $10 beers and their, you know, $8 pretzels or whatever it is. You're and, still gonna spend money, and that's why Coors Field is good because you can get in for next to nothing, three dollars. Exactly. Yeah, and, yep. And then Huge and then you're like, maker. and they're like, well, I spent ten bucks to get in or whatever it is. I don't know, Colin. I sit on the club level. I've seen tickets. I, 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 I don't. And you don't, you don't, you don't go run around paying I, for concessions. I, I, I don't. They give but, you vouchers. Yes, they do. And you hand them to the roast beef carving guy. Yeah. <laughs> carves me up some. Um, but yeah, if if you pay, you know, fifteen bucks to get in, you're like, oh, that was cheap. I'm gonna eat a couple hot dogs i'm gonna drink four beers you know and then that's where they're gonna make their money for sure so they uh yeah that that would be something that uh they should look into but i doubt they will hey we're already at the second half we're cruising yeah do you got a song for us i should have i should have given you the the signal before but we were we were just cooking along so um good so let's get in the second half we got a, we got a, a couple more things to cover um I know you want to talk about uh, your man Vance Joseph my father figure you're, you're the coach of your of your Denver Broncos when he's out there and um, we'll talk a little more about that right after this. Just one moment To be born in 
Welcome back to the show uh, at Sportique Studios. We have a guest in the studio. Um, he's going to do a guest segment, and it is Mark Schlereth. Oh, thank you so much, Destiny. It's nice to be here. Uh, you know, it's not ESPN, but it's okay. Um, you know, I work there. Um, and, uh, John, it's it's really nice to meet you. Um, you know, The Rock? I call him Dwayne. Oh, yeah. Yeah, friend of mine. Um, <clears throat> anyway, we do this segment... Uh, it really, you know, our listeners really love it. Uh, they're at 104.3 The Fan in the mornings where I co-host with, with, my, with my bald partner, Mike Evans. And uh, I thought I'd bring a, a guest, uh, clear the art with Mark Schlereth right here to your, to your podcast. So you're welcome. And uh, here we go. I just want to address these Denver Broncos fans who believe that the team needs to go to great lengths to improve the offense of the Denver Broncos while assuming that the defense of the Denver Broncos can just afford to stand pat in the National Football League. Listen, people, let me mama catch you a little bit here. Yeah, in today's National Football League, it's important that you go out there on the offensive side of the football and that you make enough plays to score more points than your opponent scores. But you know what? Your opponent is also a team in the National Football League. And you know what, people? Another way to make sure you score more points than your opponent does is by making sure your opponent scores fewer points than your team does, which means that no matter how effective you are on the offensive side of the ball, it's not going to matter on the defensive side of the ball if you allow the other National Football League team to score more points than the National Football League. It's important that the offensive side of the football, that you get, you get it done with the X's and the O's and with the Jim's and the Joe's. But that just doesn't mean that you can trot out there defensively and let your opponent score more points than your team in the National Football League. It's simple, people. For every point your National Football League team scores, you have to score more points, otherwise you're going to lose. But you also make sure that for every point your team scores in the National Football League, your opponent scores less than one point. It's critical to victory in the National Football League. When your Denver Broncos take the field again nine months from now, it's going to be imperative that offensively they score more points, but also that defensively they come out on a mission to allow the opponent to score fewer points. When they put the cleats on the grass. Thanks for coming in, Mark. Appreciate that. That's really good. Went on a little too long, but um, yes. that's awesome. Okay, so what do you say we get into some sports?
really. There it is. Sports. Sports. Yay, sports. Sports. Wow, Mark Slareth. Um, Huge guest. Wow. Yeah, that's a good get. Man. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think you got to work on on your your. I, I think you've got the the. I, the, I my, my my energy levels are you, way too high. You've got the tone. You've got the content. He I, needs. He has these long pauses. He kind of does yeah. this thing where he kind of talks well, like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yes. you got to get that inflection a little bit. Yes. So. Yes. Um, and I and I have had it practicing in the mirror. A number of times, but uh, wow. I got nervous. You I was spent, on the you stage. You spent a lot of time on this. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I did, John. I really wanted to try and get across the way I hear Mark Schlereth deliver on the radio in the National Football League. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I, you know, I guess I don't. I just don't listen to any of that anymore, so I don't really know what he does. I, I love I, Mark Schlereth. And I wish I could. I wish I could say I didn't, because it really is like it's like sports radio cotton candy. Um, mm. But. Uh, you know, I flip back and forth between them and, and altitude because they luckily they don't run commercials concurrently the way a lot of stations do. Between those two, it seems to be pretty good. Seem to be able to switch from one to the other. That's the thing we talk about on here a lot is just how, you know, the fan is just um, all Broncos, all football, which is fine because obviously football is the is the is the main sport. But it does get kind of old that you can't hear him talk about anything else. And I don't know if you listen to the local guys very much, but um, do you like all the Bronco talk? Do you, do you, do you think that's, that's acceptable in small amounts or do you think it's, you know, a good across the board? Do you think it's just, Hey, that's what they're going to do. And uh, I think I, I understand why people listen to it, but do you? Um, yeah, so I would definitely say that they should touch on every, every team just because, you know, it's Denver sports and that's what people want to hear about. Um, but then again, the Broncos are the ones that are, you know, winning championships, making the playoffs consistently. So there's more to talk about, you know, with all the trades and, um, all the new coaches coming in. And I mean, the nuggets are who the nuggets are, you know, they can get rid of Brian Shaw, but they're still the same team, you know? So I don't know. I don't think. DMAC, you you got your guys' favorite DMAC. I know you guys like <laughs> yourself some DMAC. Um, he answers people all the time. People are like, you guys just talk about the Broncos. Why don't you talk about the Abs? And he just says, well, they're a terrible team. You know, I mean, we talk about it when, you know, if there's something to talk about, but, exactly. you know, give me something to talk about is basically what he says. And I totally get that. Um, in the Bron- with the Broncos, you got to admit, there's always something to talk about. There's always something to talk about. And I understand why they do, because the the ratings, that it just, it's just going to drive the ratings because you can talk about the Broncos the whole time. Um, you can talk about the Avalanche because, I mean, there's stuff to talk about. It's like with the Rockies. The Rockies are, are terrible. They don't ever do very well. Ian Desmond. But there's always, but there's always something to talk about. There's always something to to debate. There's always something to look at. And even if they're bad, you can always go, well, they've got this guy playing who's coming up or whatever. There's always a story there with the Rockies. Um, the Avalanche, there's not even that much of a story. Here's the thing, than- though. Here's the thing, though. They don't, uh, they don't make any effort to talk about other national sports stories either. <clears throat> they've sold their soul. That station has sold its soul to the Broncos and they are devoted to that notion. And it's 365 days a year, man. It does not waver. But does they, not but waver. They talk, they talk other NFL too, though, right? I mean, other NFL. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Other NFL, but just for example, for example, as destiny and I were discussing before we lit up the microphones, 
Russell Westbrook, not a starter in the All-Star game. Absolutely. To me, that's a great topic for sports talk radio, whether whether you're 104.3 The Fan or Altitude. But I know where they're going to talk about it, and that's it's at Altitude. Well, and, and you think with all the transplants here that don't want to hear about the Nuggets, and I, I get that too. They just think somebody's like, well, I don't care about the Avalanche. They're, they're, I moved here, you know, they say, oh, I moved here three years ago. I'm a Blackhawks fan. I don't care about the Avalanche. But something like that in the NBA, the NBA is a, is a, is – kind of popular across the board people people pay attention to it so you'd think that would be something that could be a topic that they could kind of cover but they don't really even even the nuggets i watch this though when the nuggets the nuggets um get closer and closer to the playoffs they'll start talking about it if the nuggets make the They're playoffs in the eighth seed right now yeah, so there you go so if they if they make it then uh then it, they'll they'll start talking about uh, it and to their credit they do have uh, earl boykins on wednesdays on their show and he's very good and and listen i can't and i can't complain about this because my other thing is with uh, with mike malone and how he was complaining about the fans and i'm always like play better and people will show up so it's almost like if um if if the nuggets played better then someone like the fan would talk about them more so it's it's kind of the same thing if- and, and that phenomenon by the way reared its ugly head the other day when they were in london and after the game which was very well attended um, Mike Malone made some comment about how he wishes they could play in that arena every night. Well, and Kenneth Fareed made some comments too, and how like, oh yeah, we, we played like this because at least we, we have fans here. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, it was like, yeah, you, you had you had people in Europeans love basketball to, to to start. Europeans love basketball. Basketball is huge over in Europe, so you get two NBA teams, even though it's the Nuggets and the Pacers, and people turn out for it, go crazy for it because that's exciting. Because I think that works better than than the NFL over there because since people already are familiar with basketball they, they all the, the, the rules a little different but they're already familiar with it they they enjoy it so when you get really good players coming in people come out for that and go ape shit over it so that's not surprising at all and it it you know that you see the foot the nfl games and they're just like i don't know if they're if they're well uh, you know well attended they're but, well attended they sell out yeah but and just, the nfl has begun to gain ground with their ratings in the uk but you know you're right they are they're com- comfortable with basketball compare the NFL games that were in that have been in London and and how kind of crappy they are and they're never very good and then compare oh, the Jaguars it, playing half of them yeah, that's true that's probably part of it but compare it to that Nuggets game and what a different level of sport it was right it was quite oh different. oh in terms of level of excitement uh, night and day and they were treated by the way to a hell of a show by Nikolai Jokic who's one of the most exciting players in the NBA and at the very least when we're talking about the nuggets we have him to talk about that's true so do you think if the nuggets make the playoffs and they start playing better do you think the fans will return yeah i mean it's always exciting when the nuggets go to the playoffs because it hardly happens so you know when <laughs> it does it's like oh my god we got to get tickets we got to go you know it's exciting to be in that plat- <laughs> we got to go see him get eliminated in the first round by hey. the clippers in four yeah yay I mean, it's still the playoffs though, yeah right? i mean you would still go watch kobe uh, demolish the nuggets you know in the first round or whatever it was you know like I mean, I, people still yeah. go. I suppose it's the playoffs, but it's, you know, there it's the playoffs in the Western Conference of the NBA, where where the Rockets and the Spurs and the Thunder and the Clippers and the Golden State Warriors all reside. So, eh, you know, okay, great, eight seed, woo. They're not going anywhere, not for a long, long time. Yeah, I think though, when you when you and this is where the Broncos have spoiled everyone too is you have the Broncos, and when the Broncos go to the playoffs, you expect. They better they better win the Super Bowl or it's going to be a disappointment. But the rest of the teams, 
if the Rockies just made the playoffs, I mean, hallelujah, this place would go crazy. <laughs> so it would go, it'd go nuts. And I think if the Nuggets made the playoffs after being bad for several years, I think people would go crazy for it. So it's obviously diminished expectations, but they, it would still be awesome because people would be like, oh, this is great. And it, it, you think this leads to something, you know, maybe the next year, you know, you think, oh, if the Nuggets make the playoffs, they're not going to get out of the first round. But this leads somewhere because they're showing improvement. You just want them to show improvement, you know, whereas – Broncos, you know, you better win it all, motherfuckers. So, <laughs> speaking of improvement, and, and how long is it going to be, John, in your estimation, before the Avalanche are in the upper half of teams in the NHL and return to the playoffs again? Well, Colin, I only have ten seconds before the uh, oh, before the before see? the the, uh, the break comes up, so maybe I could just uh, save this and come back to it because um, I've got a few things to address on that on that front but um yeah we can uh we can take a quick break and get into the fourth quarter already we're cooking through this so we, we're making up for lost time because we we really staggered last night now we got to really uh make up for it so yeah we can we uh, didn't stagger into a strange woman's bedroom strip naked and get in bed with her but we staggered that's true yeah we yeah, hopefully hopefully that's not going to happen so um let's take a quick break it sounds quiet Oh, there you go. All right, well, that's too much. So, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll get a fourth quarter right now. is David Jemanski speaking on behalf of Sporting Scooters. They offer scooters for as little as $1,500 and sometimes lower case by case. I know what you're asking, but Dave, what's the catch? Drum roll, please. If you don't scoot, you won't save. With many 50cc machines getting over 100 miles to the gallon. And Denver is De- Sportique is Denver's exclusive dealer for the all-electric made-in-America Gen Z scooter. They're local, and you can visit toll-free at 160 South Broadway. Tell them David Schmitzky sent you. Sportique, where scooters come from. This is my penis song. I wish that I had a bigger schlong. One that was quite a bit more thick and way more long. One of those porno King Kong dogs. <laughs> Check it out. Yo, uh, I wish my dick was bigger. Yo, I can admit it. I'm above average on inches, but I want a damn double digits. If I had a big old cock, what would I do? I'd probably what is go that? to Florida and show it to Trina. This is this? Uh, yes, this is part of the, uh, the help I got from um, a younger employee of mine. Because I wanted to, I wanted to cater the the music first of all around the theme of Vance Joseph and his and his dong, um, but also you know skew it a little younger. 
since, since Destiny's here and Scott's not. Um, but uh, yeah, a little bit awkward with a with a with a lovely young lady in the room. Um, the and I don't did I say this on the, on, on the other hand she knows this shit and we don't. Did I say did I did I say this on air or was I talking off the air about I said something about unmuted podcast. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the name of Woody. That Page. is the name. It of is it. the name. It's called unmuted. Um, with J- Woody Page and Jay Mariotti. Oh no! I, I wish you, ugh, mute, I, mute. Yeah, mute. yeah, you gotta mute that. Yeah. Um, and that's that's too bad because you know as we as we discussed earlier we we have an affinity for Woody but Jay Mariotti sucks. He's an asshole. And uh, so I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to be uh, visiting that. Uh, no, no. I think I can live without soon. that. I mean, it's hard enough if you listen to a few podcasts. It's it's hard to keep keep up as it is. A daily. Last thing yeah. you need is more. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a few that I ca- during football season. I mean, I've got a few that I hit every day. Have you started on baseball yet? No podcast. No, I have not. No, no. no it's too. I early. haven't either. I no. thought about it the other day. I was almost almost started. No, this. it's way too early for that. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. But I. But I'm still. I'm still hitting hockey real hard. Fantasy hockey. Um, I got two good fantasy hockey podcasts that I listen to. So, Destiny, do you play any fantasy sports at all? No, I don't. Not I football? played I played fantasy football one yeah. time and I didn't know what I was doing, huh. so like I let them draft them for me. I ended up with Le'Veon Bell, started killing it, went like 4 and 0. Then I didn't know how to substitute people you know, when they have bye weeks and stuff. So, so then nobody just, bothered to really give inst- <laughs> you know, instruction at well, all. Well, no, everyone was mad. They're like, "Who's this girl? Like, uh, she's <laughs> killing everyone." I was in first place. You know, they're like, "We're not helping you." And then I just it, tanked. It's inevitable, though, that if you bring a new girl into a league, she's immediately going to start creaming everybody. And then everyone—it's inevitable. Get mad. Everyone's going to get mad. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what. That's like what uh, part, of, part of the fantasy football universe. Like <laughs> our, our our pal uh, Snoop Cal. Um, he uh, he had our other friend Chrissy Beck. In a, in a league and she beat up on everybody and so he kicked her out of the league because he was so mad that that she beat everyone and i was like i was like this is terrible and so she's she's now in one of our leagues that that uh that we play and um and and i'm not she she thinks she talks a mean game but i know she's never gonna win so i just think i just let her keep talking but um i would never <laughs> kick her out for winning i you know i you know so but they they kicked her out because she was too good Wow. So and then I thought, well, how bad are you guys that that she beat you? Because I played her a couple of years and she's not that good. So um, no, we're big we're big fantasy players. So if you need it, if you need any help, we'll we'll help <laughs> you out. So um, wow, hey, get that going. Um, I I was talking about fantasy hockey and um, I do, I want to talk about the Avs real quick. And you asked if they were going to be good again. Um, it's going to take it's going to take a while. And the, is Sackick the guy to do it? <laughs> are, would, we, are we cooling on on Super Joe? I would give him another year and uh, see what happens and see if they can they can make anything. He's made some kind of you know some questionable calls, some some decent calls. Um, excuse me, beers. Do you think me. Patrick Wad did the right thing, jumping ship? Oh yeah, because he he knew what was going to happen, but he necessarily wasn't the wasn't the solution. They're not they're not bad because he left. I think they're going to be bad anyway. I think the main thing that I always see is that they um they keep like giving big contracts to like older dudes who are on their way out, and they've been kind of doing that lately, thinking it's going to be like a veteran presence. They've got a ton of young guys that are awesome that are playing in the in like the 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 minor league system. They are great, and they're going to be fantastic. And once they come up, which is which is the thing that I think a lot of people are baffled about with the Avs, is that they keep giving these older guys all this all this playing time, 
and they're they're they suck. They're the worst team in the league. They should bring all these guys in and just start playing them and just get them some experience for next year and just see how they do because they've got some uh, really good talents and um, that's the thing I think they're banking on. They're kind of waiting on and so that's why I don't think they want to trade too much and that's why I think they they threw out a bunch of they threw out a bunch of tra- they said hey these guys are available but they they asked for the you know for the moon and they didn't get it so um, which is smart because if they do get a haul for it take it but if not keep it how it is tough it out and bring these guys in and i think give it another year and if if it's if it's still not uh coming together then i think then they got some major problems so that's the avalanche segment guys so Woo! yeah hey yeah. cd mac we kept it tight yeah there you go see oh yeah d mac and his hockey talk jesus oh lord um, should we tell destiny that story real quick yeah so we had a we had d mac in to do the to do the podcast and shortly thereafter, we substitute hosted a show at Mile High Sports for Reno Notaro. And he agreed to listen for us and give us a critique in the morning. And we started with Avalanche. And he said, well, you started with Av, so your listeners were all gone before you even started. <laughs> and you did a huge disservice to Reno's advertisers, quote unquote. It was a huge was, disservice to it their It was right as like free agency it was there was news it was like there was right was free agency was starting so there was stuff to talk about too and yeah he was adamant about that so anytime he's like ah you blew it anytime he talks about hockey i like to remind him hey remember hockey talk no one likes it demon so um yeah so that's that's the hockey segment um so it, let we got. I know you want to talk about Vance Joseph's penis real quick. I let, me, let me just say that. Let me just say this, and I and I think we kind of we kind of brought this up a little earlier. Um, and separating separating that from your sports enjoyment, obviously it's it's serious. It's not something that you sh- you know you don't laugh about it. I laugh about a little bit of it, but it's you know it's it's serious. You don't you don't want to you don't want to make too much light of it. But there's I think it's like with the Peyton Manning thing. If there's a situation that seemingly had been resolved and it was out in the open and people bring it back up 10 years later when all the information's are it's not like the information was uncovered and it, and nobody knew about it like someone found a a, a dossier and they went oh ooh, look oh look what i found look out at for the, the first salacious time. info it's it's all there if the information's already there and it's out there and you could have found it 10 years ago when the guy no one knew who he was then it's however you are being vetted it's not only by the team, but by the media and by everybody else. So it, it it's fair. You're vetted, fair game. Vetted. It, it, they, he was already had the job. Yeah, but <laughs> the vetting continues. V- vetting you vetting me vetting means like right now where we're the we fact were, that John Elway and the Broncos were ready, willing to go. Eh, so you rubbed your dick against a couple of gals. Big deal. I. You know what? My theory though, they knew about the steam room thing, but they didn't know about that thing. The other I, one. I think all I that. Think they didn't know I about that think one. all that stuff was out there, and I think maybe they didn't care. It was buried pretty deep. We all, where Deadspin found it was deeply. Buried. We all we all know that football teams and and kind of that jock mentality, the, that type, oh, especially of, college, Can that you type of thing. They're just like they're just pushing under the rug, and then when you get to the high level, they're like, um, oh, "Did you kill anybody? Okay, does anyone have you on video doing this horrible thing? No. Okay, cool. You're hired, and they, they'll they'll look they'll look the other way a lot of times. So when you beat your wife in an elevator, was there a camera rolling? That's and all. You still we, might have a job after that. Then so. you and you still might have a job, which which is it depends how value, valuable you are. So if you're valuable, then they'll they'll find a way to keep you on the field. So um, I just think you know it's like if it's if the information's there, and then they bring it up ten years later, it's something that you know it's kind of like you know you 
you had the chance to do it then, but I guess he wasn't famous enough then. So, which is sad because he if if he should have been in trouble for it, then he should have been in trouble for it. Well, I want I want to read these. This is from the Denver Post. He finally, yeah. after all, after everything that had gone down, and you know, really, now I I posted something about the story the day before Deadspin did um, because the Denver the Boulder Daily Camera dug something up. And the digging went a little deeper over the period of a couple of days. First, there was an incident where he had sex with an underling in the steam room. Then there was he left a bar with two female trainers and they went back and smoked weed and drank at one of their apartments. And he went into each of their beds stark naked, which you and I talked about off mic yeah. last night. I've, I've gone to plenty of people's houses and drank and smoked weed, but then I didn't get naked and climb in anyone's bed. No. Uninvited. Uninvited. You're crossing. <laughs> don't you think you're crossing a certain Rubicon there? Generally, I wasn't. It, there was no opportunity for me to get naked and jump in bed. So I was like, time for me to go home. You know, so yes, that's and apparently he was told to go home. That's there, there's yeah, there's a, there's a point where you cross over where you've now entered the realm of a sociopath, as we talked about last night. It, and so let me just straight up ask you, Destiny: Some dude does that to you? Is that sexual assault? Yes, so absolutely, it is. Absolutely. So what that's let's make no bones about it. That's what we're talking about: is sexual assault. And yes, it is old information that got dredged back up. However, listen to how he addresses it in the Denver Post. This is awesome stuff. I love this. Uh, first of all, he categorically says these allegations are, in quotes, false. Then he goes on to say, that was resolved a long time ago. For myself, my family, for the Denver Broncos, I'm disappointed and embarrassed. I was a young guy, and it showed my immaturity. This is sexual assault. This isn't fucking graffiti. This isn't... A swirly. You didn't give a girl a swirly. You crawled into her bed naked, presumably, although you said it's false. However, you're very sorry. He says, it showed my immaturity and irresponsibility in my life. It showed my immaturity and my irresponsibility. There's no reading between the lines here. In my life when I was younger. But I've grown so much, and that's why I'm disappointed, because I've grown so much as a person, as a coach, and as a father, and as as a husband. So he's very disappointed. Um, and so he's so bummed out. He's disappointed that the media has the nerve to do this to him. And he says, everyone who knows me knows that I try to live my life the right way. And I regret that my name has been associated with this. My name has been associated with this. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? Well, that's a very strange statement. It doesn't really. It, it's like does, he's like, no, it never happened. But I'm sorry it happened. But and I, I'm sorry I'm associated with it. Yeah, happening. I'm sorry if any if I did anything that might maybe can get dredged up later. Maybe something was misconstrued as I stripped down naked and laid in bed with a woman and rubbed my penis on her. Maybe she misconstrued it as that. I kind of think that's what he's doing is he's basically saying something happened, but it's not as bad as what they're saying. And, you know, and you understand how this goes. He's just been hired to, to coach one of the most prestigious, you know, sports teams I ever. honestly think this rises to the level of the Broncos should reconsider the hire. I, I honestly do. It, it has that it has that it has that tone to it where I, I think it it could happen. I honestly do. I think it could happen. I you know we'll what, see if, one, if, a things, vic, if a victim shows up on TMZ or 
you, you know, if it gets worse before it gets better. Stranger things have happened in the last year in general in our country. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't oh, put on it that past. team. <laughs> what is that? How does that things like that when they come up and then there's a, then there's a debate about it. So like, I was thinking like people like big CU supporters were like, this makes CU look bad. I'm very upset. They're bringing these up. And it's like, not the fact that we're talking about sexual assault and impropriety. It's that they were upset that, CU is being dragged through the mud, and does that does that make you like kind of like does that make you want to throw up, bit, or yeah. do you are you just like does it make you angry? I mean, I would be mad at CU for the fact that they you know were working with somebody who does that. Same with the NFL. I mean, how could you hire somebody that beats their wife or employ somebody who is Easily, you know apparently. sexually assaulting multiple yeah. women? And like, not that's only a serious you know that's a serious thing. Not like, only not hire them, but not fire them. Because what yeah, CU exactly. didn't, what CU did was not fire him. They didn't, they didn't discipline him. They allowed him to move on to Bowling Green, where he took the same coaching position there, and they buried it. And people keep saying he wasn't convicted of anything. Bullshit. That school paid out a two point nine million dollar settlement in a Title IX class fucking action lawsuit where Vance Joseph's name is in the paperwork. That two point nine million is your conviction, motherfucker. Yes, and yes and no. Legally, it's not. It's not a. It's not a criminal conviction. So he can't. He can. In my. In, in as far as the public's concerned, that is the fact that he was involved with that school at that time with those things that were going on then that resulted in a two point nine million dollar settlement in a class action lawsuit speaks to the fact that this is germane information that deserves to be discussed and for the Broncos to play it off as though we're all being salacious makes me sick. Well, his wife who he stood with at that press conference and their beautiful daughter were with him at the time when all of this went down. Did they know or did the university bury it so deep they didn't know? That's Maybe. one thing that we haven't been told. Well, was after his hire by the Broncos when they learned about all this. What is he dealing with at home right now? This is germane to this Broncos discussion, but you got to think in the big picture, he was one part of a of a massive lawsuit. The whole what they were up to at the time, what they were what they were what they were allowing. Culture. It was a huge culture, but that goes for all of it. And that and you ideally when the when the pro teams when you get around the pro teams a lot of that stuff doesn't go on not as much it's sure it goes on in some respect but it seems to run wild in the college ranks and then and then these guys are all kind of let loose into the pros and they go hey now you got to behave and it's like well shouldn't you behave from the beginning it kind of they they kind of they kind of let them get away with whatever and then they have to behave once they get to the i'm not sure what that one college football um player's name is but he actually just a video released i think it was on tmz of him like punching the oh, shit out of his girlfriend at a McDonald's Well, or it wasn't a girlfriend, but you watched the video, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Not the, not the girlfriend. It was actually a rival, but she, she, she laid him. her yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. You're yeah. a huge guy. And then at the press conference, he's like, oh, I'm going to declare for the draft and I'm sorry for everything. And they're just like, I mean, somebody's going to take him. It's like, that's a disgrace. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because it, it's like he's like a good player, right? I don't follow college very much, but he's like a good player, right? So there's no so way. So he got a good right hook. Yeah, so... And that's the thing. It was like it was like. So what is that guy taught? That okay. So granted, the, I think she hit him first, right? She attacked him. She was mad at him for for. She like, I think she presu- like slapped, slapped him. him or but something. so you think about presumably it, like, for his calling using a a, a a homophobic homophobic epitaph at somebody. Oh, shocking. So so you weigh two hundred fifty pounds, and one hundred and twenty pound woman comes up and takes a swing at you. 
you could probably just be like, ha ha, that's, you know, that, walk away. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's so many I'm, other options. I'm going to, I'm going to walk away from this. Not, not full force punch somebody in the face. Like, I mean, he could have easily killed her because the dude's huge. Right. So I don't know he what he played. rocked her. Yeah. World. So, but that's, that is the culture. That is the sports culture and it's gross. And I, and I and I always I always cringe when I have to see that. And then and then when the when the they become pros and it's all swept, it's then it's like all that you see all the guys now that are like you know like um, famous pros and all the stuff they got into in college. That's ah, all good now, right? You don't have to worry about it. I want to dovetail this, okay? Because we got we're wrapping up. I know we've got. To, I know I know, but I want to dovetail this into another subject, and and maybe it pushes us over just a tad. That environment, we talked about that environment. See what went on at CU, what goes on in sport, in, in the, that jock culture. You were a part of a jock culture in your training in sports broadcasting and your entree into sports broadcasting, which you have since moved on from, at least temporarily, although you're keeping those, obviously, keeping those avenues open. What type of that jock culture did have you? so far perceived in your pursuit of a career in sports media how have you been treated as as a woman what kind of sexism have you encountered well i mean you know given that it's a male dominated industry obviously you know when i uh started i went to the colorado media school and um like i told you guys yesterday it started with 23 of us and that you know that was a big class to start off with usually it's like eight or nine and i was the only girl for the entire year it was just me and a bunch of guys and you know with my t uh classmates um, we were like family, you know, they all respected me and nobody was overly, you know, I don't know, flirty with me in a way that kind of made me feel uncomfortable because it was a professional environment for me. Um, sometimes the teachers were a little too forward um, in that sense. Shocking. Yeah. So some of the teachers kind of, you know, I don't know, they were a little bit too much for me and that kind of made me uncomfortable. But luckily the way the program was, was they were out in like two weeks and a new teacher was in. Um, when I got to, you know, uh, the post and doing around the horn, it was very, even more professional than it was at school. So I never really experienced too much of it. I had a few incidences where, you know, they were dealt with and I mean, it wasn't that bad, but you know, stuff happens. Let's yeah, say that, that sports media is going to be very different than actually well, working what, around a team in a sense. Yes. However, right? what yeah. if, what if you and another, let's say you and one other fellow are the, at the top of your class at Colorado media school and you're going out into the marketplace what in terms of sports broadcasting at every level how do you feel your opportunities would measure up with his over a career uh, I think they're gonna go with the guy you know like 80% of the time I think with girls they want you know a pretty face in the forward of it so sometimes they're gonna go with the girl and they're trying to get more girls into sports broadcasting you see it a lot more with like Doris Burke it's you know Sage Steele it's come it's becoming a thing now and you're seeing more women but, and you're seeing more women who have aged in that role and that's encouraging but I, I still get the impression though that there's a pretty limited window. And I'll, yeah. I'll give you an example locally. Maya Starks over at Altitude was great. She was a pro. Yep. Um, she knew the team. She knew the game. And she did a great broadcast. And she got pushed out for she a younger girl. She got pushed out for a younger girl. And, and that that's what, honestly, as, as somebody 20 years your senior, 20 more, more than that, uh, that's what worries me about, about somebody like you launching into that career is that you're going to have, it, it's going to have a, a, just a quick, such a vast, yeah, but, a quick lifestyle. Yeah, but this, a, but a this quick is, life cycle. This isn't, this isn't anything new. Uh, women are used to this all the time. Actresses. Is it actresses, changing though? 
Yeah, I, I would to a certain degree. To, yeah, to a, a little bit, but actresses have a th- you know thing where you know once they hit a certain age, they can't get hired for certain roles, and they, they know it. Um, I think like Tina Fey did like a Tina Fey. My oh, it was um um what's her name? You, somebody said they went and saw her. Uh, what's her name? The the Le- no. Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. Sorry, and I just I drew a blank on her name. Amy Schumer had a skit where she had Tina Fey and some other women, and like once they reached a certain age, they were put out to pasture. It was very funny. Um, so it's not just sports media. It's 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 all sorts of things like that where your your appearance is important. Um, it's it's probably changing. Yes, probably from twenty years ago, certainly. But um, that's just one of those things that's going to take a while to where it can it can even out. Basically, you got to wait till the assholes are dead. That's <sighs> that's my whole thing with with life is just wait till the assholes are dead and then and then you can move on to the next to the next stage. So, so how many assholes are going to die over the next four years? Uh, hopefully a lot. Hopefully a lot. <laughs> and uh, hopefully a lot that we can move on from this uh, this what's going are on. Are you guys but, looking forward to watching uh, tomorrow? Or are you going to tune no, on in? I'm not watching. Are no, you watching? No, no, I got a lot of sh- better shit i could be doing absolutely yeah i'm not gonna watch we're that. gonna tune on in me and uh, me and my me and a couple of the guys on the staff here we're gonna watch wow i want to see what's gonna I happen i don't even know what well, time you and it's i on. joked about it you're a long time before the election let's we, part of you part of you just says screw it let's see what happens i did say that early on <laughs> yes I, you did I, I went, you didn't think it would actually happen i didn't think it would actually happen so let's just see what happens with it <laughs> fuck it but uh <laughs> no i think that's that's that was kind of a bad bad uh, choice uh, on my part yeah so. i mean that's where we're all at now, though. So let me do uh, let me do headlines to yard. I do that real quick, and then we'll get out of here, and then uh, we'll get this thing. So on. you know, as you know, Destiny, it's hard to keep track of the news when you're following sports, and especially for fantasy players, as the fantasy season goes on, you tend to lose track of what's going on in the world, and that's why we've combined world news with sports news in a segment we like to call headlines to yard lines. Twenty sixteen was the hottest season Atlanta quarterback Matt Ryan has ever had. The MVP candidate posted a seventy percent completion percentage, thirty-eight touchdowns, and just seven interceptions, and a quarterback rating of one seventeen. It was also the Earth's hottest on record, with the planet boasting average temps nearly two full degrees above its pre-industrial average. Residents of Shishmarif, Alaska, voted in 2016 to relocate the town because of climate change. The coast is thawing and eroding, toppling homes into the sea, and forcing others back from the edge. And residents of San Diego voted last year amidst eroding fan support to allow the Chargers to relocate to Los Angeles. Denver Broncos defensive back Aqib Tlaib's salary is scheduled to increase this coming season from $8.5 million to $4 million per year, leaving the team to at least consider moving on without the Pro Bowler. And gunfire erupted early Monday in a club in Playa de Carmen, Mexico, leaving at least five people dead. While the Seattle Seahawks are done for the season, Russell Wilson will forever win with his pregnant wife, Ciara, by his side. The NFL quarterback penned a sweet letter to her on Instagram following Seattle's playoff loss to Atlanta on Saturday. Also, a female zebra shark in Australia's aquarium has astounded scientists by producing live offspring asexually. At least two inmates are dead after prisoners in Brazil's Piracawa State Penitentiary blasted a hole through a wall and exchanged gunfire with police early Sunday. And Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell hopes to crash through the Patriots' defensive line in order to get some shots at the end zone. 
A teenage student shot and wounded a teacher and three classmates at a private school in northeastern Mexico before turning the gun on himself on Wednesday. And Aaron Rodgers hopes to use his gun to let some bullets fly and kill the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. That's been headlines to yard lines uh, right here on the South Stands Denver Fancast. World news for you. That's good stuff. Um, all right, kids. Well, I'm glad we finally got the show done. It uh, was, was a long time coming. We, we missed our chance last night. So I'm glad you came back, Destiny. Thanks for stopping in. Tell everybody uh, where they can find you, your Twitter handle, anything else that you have. Uh, my Twitter handle is underscore Destiny Rose 23. Yes, that is my real name. Uh, I do go by D Rose, though. Um, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's another reason why I'm a huge Bulls fan. But yeah, I just have Twitter, so that's where you can find me. Tweeting sports stuff all the time. Awesome. That's great. Well, uh, she's a good follow, and that's how that's how we hooked up. And I wanted to thank you once again for coming in, not once but twice. <laughs> Definitely proved that you are a uh, a trooper. Second time's a charm, right? But <laughs> thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. Thanks well, for having me. Come twice. back anytime. It was fun. Um, maybe we'll get we'll get Scott in here and play some tunes, and then uh, we can have a we can have a rocking time. So uh, you're looking for some music, Colin? Is that what you're doing? So you're looking for, he's just looking for some music. So I have to stall for a little bit. Um, <laughs> that's all right. I'm I'm used to it. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Uh, we have to, um, you know, it's, we're getting to that point now where, you know, football season's unfortunately over for us here in Denver. Um, you know, the, the hockey season never really got started. Hopefully the nuggets <laughs> will be good. So you need something to talk about, you know, and then, then the Rockies start and then you kind of get excited for a couple weeks, but I think the Rockies are going to be good this year. So, and that's not just, <laughs> And that's just not because, you know, I, I, you know, I sit on the club level and all that. Um, I do think they're going to be good. So I am looking forward to that. And let's see if I can stall anymore. I mean, you have the all-star game that you could talk about too, though. Th that's Russell right. Westbrook not making the starters. Oh, I thought you meant the NHL all-star oh. game. Sorry. I, I, mean, I got, I got hockey on the brain. Sorry. Sorry. And so. I got basketball on the brain. That's all right. That's good. No, you know what? I, I like, I like the NBA. I enjoy it. Um, I, I certainly, I, I watch the Nuggets, but. I don't really tune in until like maybe the playoffs. I'm one of those people. I pay attention to it, but uh, I enjoy the playoffs. It's real good, real good hoops. Uh, but I'm more of a hockey guy, so I'm I'm kind of more into that. Um, so, but uh, you know, I, I can't get excited for my hometown team. But I will get excited for the Nuggets. I think they're going to be um, they're going to be doing well. Do you want me to sing us out? Do you want me to sing a song, Colin? <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, oh God, oh, Jesus. All right. Destiny, thanks again for coming. I appreciate thanks again it. For having we'll me talk guys. to you soon. Uh, until next time, it's been the South Stands Denver Fancast. Adios. We love you, Denver! Whether you love us or not!